told you we had bonus content and we are delivering. That's right, we are unrolling all the bonus content for you here on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network as we give you another extended edition of Marking Out the Days. Kobe Knight and myself are going to sit down and discuss the top 10 WrestleManias of all time. Kobe's got a list. I got a list. We're going to compare and contrast, and then we're going to give you the official Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network Top 10 WrestleManias of all time. And with that being said, let me introduce to you my fellow retrosexual, my good buddy, from the, the mayor of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, the Dr. Frankenstein of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Let me introduce you to... Kobe Naito, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Dave? What's going on, man? I'm um, I'm I'm hyped for WrestleMania. You ready? Yeah, I'm certainly ready. You know, WrestleMania is um, the is regarded as the the Super Bowl of wrestling. Um, it brings back a lot uh, of childhood memories. The Super memories. Bowl is the WrestleMania of of Super of football. Of football. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that is correct. You are correct on that. <laughs> um, yeah, they've certainly taken an element of WrestleMania and put it into their presentation with their with their championship game. But um, you know, it, it's it's always fun to go back and reminisce on on moments that. Um, in, in WrestleMania history, growing up, watching these moments, and doing this retrospective podcast with you as we, you know, unroll all our content for WrestleMania weekend this upcoming weekend. Uh, it's certainly going to be a, a lot of fun comparing with you, you know, your your top ten as opposed to my top ten. I'm really excited for it. Oh yeah, I, I can't wait. I had a lot of fun just going back and kind of like looking at the cards, watching a few of the manias here and there just to you know reacquaint myself with the product and the wrestlemanias because uh i mean this is what got me into wrestling was wrestlemania stuff um buying those vhs's you know i craved for a wrestlemania and then eventually i got a box set of the wrestlemanias on vhs number one through number 14 and Dave, I wore the fuck out of those VHSs. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I loved it. I believe it. you because I did the same thing too. <laughs> I loved it. And I just loved watching it chronologically too. Um, I guess this is where it kind of built in that that type of uh, fan of me. Uh, for me, I like chronologically watching things and I love history of everything. So uh, this is probably why, you know, with the series of cassettes like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm definitely with you on the chronological. Every year for WrestleMania, I do a WrestleMania marathon, so to speak. And throughout <coughs> the course of the, 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 the weeks and months, I'll watch WrestleManias, um, you know, each one. I, I, I don't get a... I don't get a chance to watch all of them in its entirety. I do my best, but if there's, you know, for time constraints, if there's something that I don't watch, I just, you know, fast forward, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, it definitely reminds me of my childhood and why I got into wrestling, like you said, with WrestleMania. So, um, you know, let's, let, let's not waste any more time glad-handing each other, and let's get into this countdown, because I want to see what you have on your top ten. I'm very interested to find out where you stand when it comes to top ten WrestleMania of all time. Like I said, you you got a list. I have a list. We're going to go back and forth from 10 all the way to 1 and then at the end we're going to construct our very own Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network Top 10 WrestleManias of all time. You're exactly right. And as uh, we try to marathon those days coming up on WrestleMania, um, it, it gets longer and longer and harder and harder to do uh, because there are 
this will be the 35th WrestleMania. Man, 35 WrestleManias. That's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, certainly it is. And to live through a lot of them, as I did, um, I, I went back and... Uh, I, did you have a criteria for your list before we get started going 10 to 1? Um, I tried to – there's there's a few different uh, parts of my criteria that I tried to um, – I tried to have a good balance of everything. So mm-hmm. o- overall entertainment value, um, I tried to also ha- bring like a personal aspect to it if I had, you know, gone to one of those particular WrestleManias or if um, – you know, watching it on television and how it how it affected me. Um, overall match card, um, like I said, with the entertainment value. So there's a number of different reasons as to why, at least for my list, why they made that list. And um, I, you know, I'll get into it as each one as we go down from ten all the way to one. But my my criteria is kind of all over the place, so to speak, okay. when it comes to the top ten. Okay. What about you? Um, yeah, I kind of have, um, I like, I like a story being told throughout Uh the event. Um, and I set it up as far as like, which the order of the booking, the mood of how I felt while watching it. And, uh, just the, the actual impact of when I saw it, um, and how I felt then. Um, yeah. So I kind of based it off that. We'll get, like you said, we'll get into it as we run down each one. You, uh, you ready to do it? Yeah, I am. All right, cool. Um, you want me to go, or you, you? How do you want to do this? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm not losing sleep over who goes first. If you want to start, by all means, that's cool. If you want me to start, I'll do it. Doesn't matter. Cool. I'll, I'll let you decide. I will uh, kick it off. Uh, number ten for me. WrestleMania thirteen. Uh, this made my top 10 because this is a memorable event with the the shifting of heel and face of um, Stone Cold and Bret Hart. And man, what a match that was. A submission match at a WrestleMania. Um, that's kind of groundbreaking there as well. Um, this was the Undertaker's um, big championship debut as far as, you know, getting it again since that initial 1991 run. And a lot of people shit on this as far as the card. Um, I didn't have too much of a problem with it. If you've watched 35 WrestleManias, there are a lot of duds on some of those. Um, But Rocky Maivia winning the Intercontinental Championship, that's a big moment there for him. Um, And then that Chicago street fight. I was hyped as a kid just seeing Hawk and Animal and Ahmed Johnson in that LOD gear. Uh, going against the nation, newly formed there. Um, yeah, so WrestleMania 13 is my number 10. That's interesting because uh, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't crack it anywhere near the top 10. Uh, to me, it's a one-match show with with the submission match with Austin and Brett. And I remember being as a kid being disappointed that you know Shawn Michaels lost his smile mm-hmm. and we couldn't get Shawn and Brett too. Um, I, I like you was in, was enthralled by the the image of the Road Warriors and Ahmed Johnson Chicago street fight. They're in Chicago. Uh, the ovation was pretty good when they all came out. The intensity in it. It was a pretty sloppy match, but um, you know it was a street fight, so yeah. you weren't going to be getting uh, you know wrist locks and wrist you know and, yeah. and, and arm drag takedowns. But um, overall, I just felt like it was. I mean, I guess it was the best that they could put out with 
the the guys that they had on their roster. Um, I did a trading places final in your house final four where um, I flipped the results of the the events from that pay per view and I kind of uh, mapped out some of the some of the the, the players' trajectory into WrestleMania. Um, and I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I'll say I think I I, I would have constructed a better card than what they did yeah. um, in 1997. But they had to make some audibles because of some stuff going on behind the scenes with Shawn Michaels and that kind of. I would I would say this I would say this WrestleMania for me as a fan was probably a really good episode of Monday Night Raw. Okay, like a really good episode of Monday Night Raw, but not on par with being with that with that that stature that WrestleMania is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's where I stand when it comes to WrestleMania 13. But my number ten on my top ten list is WrestleMania 10. Oh, cool. Um, from Madison Square Garden, March 20th, 1994, we actually, on Kicking Out of 2, did a watch-along of that event, a watch party uh, recently. You can find it over in the archives um, uh, on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, as well as over on our uh, social media, facebook.com forward slash Kicking Out of 2, as well as our Twitter handle, at Kicking Out 2, K-I-C-K-N-O-U-T and the number 2. Got that cheap plug out of the way. Um <laughs> WrestleMania 10 for me, um, reason why it cracks the top 10, the card overall wasn't the greatest. There was some duds in this mm-hmm. card. Um, you know, Adam Bomb and Earthquake, uh, even the Quebecers and um, Men on a Mission. The, the ladies match was nothing to write home about. But there was enough on this card and the story that was told throughout the night that I felt made this a good top 10 WrestleMania, it being in Madison Square Garden. They're celebrating the 10th anniversary of WrestleMania at that time. They opened with Bretton Owen, which is, in my opinion, the greatest opening match in WrestleMania history. Um, the, the, the championship picture with Yokozuna defending the title twice in the same night against Lex Luger and then eventually against Bret Hart in the main event with Bret winning. And then, of course, the ladder match with Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Um, I felt like there was enough there that, in my opinion, made this WrestleMania a top 10, even despite the fact that there was a few duds on this card. So uh, WrestleMania 10 makes it is my number 10. Um, in, in my top 10 for WrestleManias. Well, that's cool because uh, that brings me to number nine and I don't have to do too much talking. Number nine for me is WrestleMania <laughs> 10. Um, okay. Yeah, just for that moment as a kid, I was a big Bret Hart fan and uh, this is one of the WrestleManias that kind of like they released the VHS quick after there was a quick turnaround. So I was all over this one. Uh, this was a go-to for me to rent. Because I just love that story of even though Bret Hart lost the match against his brother, he uh, he wins the title and then he's celebrating and his brother comes out at the end. It's just and then that ladder match, of course, um, and there were some duds there, but uh, yeah, this is the tenth anniversary. I think it's a big story there. They they try to uh, they're really coming into the history of wrestling uh, in their company. They're mentioning it a lot. And they're building off of that uh, momentum. 
Yeah, like the the the, the video packages mm-hmm. of highlighting certain moments from the first nine WrestleManias, you know, sprinkled out throughout the course of the broadcast. Uh, yeah, that was a nice little touch in the celebration, <clears throat> the celebrity involvement, um, the 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 two guest referees mm-hmm. uh, for the title matches, Mister Perfect for the Yokozuna Lex Luger, and then Roddy Piper for the Yokozuna Bret Hart. That was a lot of fun. Um, that surprise element of who's going to be the guest referee for each championship match um, really added to the ambiance of uh, WrestleMania 10. So yeah, that's uh, you know certainly um, certainly fitting in the, to to be put in in both of our top tens. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, you want to do your number nine? Yeah, my number nine actually comes a couple of years prior, 1991 WrestleMania seven. Um, Stars and Stripes Forever, uh, heading into this WrestleMania. You know, the main event, Hulk Hogan challenging Sergeant Slaughter for the WWF title. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of clutter on this card in terms of a lot, I should say not clutter, filler on this card. Um but at the time, the way WrestleManias were constructed, you had about five or six matches that had a, a, a fair amount of buildup. Um, and then you had a lot of just filler matches, but that was the way that like the product was presented at the time. So it really looking back on it now, it's probably not necessary to have all that filler with very little, you know, build up at all. But back then as a kid at eight years old, it didn't matter to me at eight years old that, you know, it was a random match between the Texas tornado and Dino Bravo. You know what I mean? (laughs) It didn't matter that we got to see the road warriors, defeat power and glory in, in, in 30 seconds. You know what I mean? It was, to me, people will look at this WrestleMania as one of the worst because, um, and I've had discussions with people about this being one of the worst because of all the filler, but um, let's look at all the great stuff that this card had. Um, you know, Jake the Snake Roberts and Rick Martell in the blindfold match, which in my opinion I feel is a very underrated match um, because of the because the people don't, take too kindly to the concept of the blindfold gimmick mm-hmm. um you had that you had uh, a great opening match with the rockers against the heenan families haku and barbarian even though there wasn't a, a whole lot of build-up for that match um it was a great way to open the card and uh you know mr perfect and the big boss man had their issues going into the intercontinental title match virgil and dibiase the heart foundation and the nasty boys for the <laughs> tag team titles the career match with Randy Savage and, and, and the Ultimate Warrior, which resulted in Savage losing, but reuniting with Miss Elizabeth at the end and making that WrestleMania moment. Um, and then, of course, the main event, Hogan and uh, Hogan and Slaughter for the title, what everyone came to see. Um, as a kid, it was just a very fun show to watch, and I felt like I was watching a happening. You know what I mean? Like I felt Agreed. like I was watching something big. Agreed. And that's why I put this in my top ten, because it had an effect on me. Um, you know, my childhood. I didn't watch this live on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents didn't let me get a whole lot of pay-per-views, only the ones that really counted. Um, and so... And son, this, this don't count. <laughs> yeah, and Yeah, exactly. Yeah, da- yeah, yeah. my parents, you know, just... There were a lot of times, too, where I didn't even bother asking because I knew I was just going to hear the word no. Yeah. So, there, you know, who knows? Maybe if I asked, my, my parents would have said, sure, why not? But um, with this WrestleMania, um, my father, you know, he... he um, he wouldn't let me get it on pay-per-view, or I, to the best of my knowledge. However, um, he read me the results of this this uh, this show um, in an article uh, from the New York Post. It used to be an article from an individual who called himself the Informer, hmm. and uh, he used to. It was like pre-dirt sheets, where um, 
he would give away the results of things that had that had already happened or he would you know break news like i found out in this same article the results from wrestlemania 7 that sid vicious was going to join the wwf wow right around that time so my father was reading me the paper and he was like yeah he goes uh, sid sid vicious is coming to the wwf is sid justice wow and i was like sid vicious i was like oh wow that's cool and then he tell and then in that same article he was like um macho man got back together with miss elizabeth and i was like what and I was like, I gotta see this. And luckily, I had a friend who ordered it, recorded it on VHS. And that later, that next week, I went over to his house and watched it. And like I said, even though I knew the some of the results, I felt like I was watching a happening. Something major was going down at eight years old. Yeah. Um, and that's why I feel like this WrestleMania. Um, it was like. In, in a sense, it was the all-star team of the WWF at that time, just showcasing. Um, you know what they do out there and you know you had the a who's who of everyone on that card and it was it was certainly it is certainly a lot of fun uh, to to go back and watch it and i watched that recently and i had fun while i watched it the whole thing yeah cover to cover and it was a lot of fun yeah definitely a lot of people say that this is this isn't one of their favorites but like you said um it was continuing stories over the past years of WrestleMania stories being told, and it all culminated. It was like a series of movies, and we'll get into this later into my list uh, as to why I have certain ones here. Uh, this came in high consideration for me too, WrestleMania Seven, because, uh, like you said, I was latched onto this as a kid. It was a cool story with the Ultimate Warrior and the um, Macho Man, and then the the happening at them, him and Elizabeth getting back together, and then. Hulk Hogan uh, taking down that terrible Sergeant Slaughter, who I absolutely hated as a kid. It worked. Yeah. It worked. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, definitely. Uh, it's not on my top ten, but it came. It was probably eleven. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Very cool. Who do you got for number? Who you got for your number eight? My number eight is WrestleMania twelve. Now, oh, wow. The reason this is up here is uh, this is the first cognitive live WrestleMania that I had ever watched. That's right. I remember you telling uh, me about my that. My grandmother, this was in Anaheim, California, so it was earlier in the day that they were playing it. It wasn't 8 o'clock at night. Um, so we ordered it on pay-per-view, and that was a big deal. My buddy came over, and I was... The biggest Bret Hart fan, and I had latched back onto wrestling, uh, um, you know, watching superstars and Bret Hart's r- title run. I was like, "Oh man, he's he's the champ. This is awesome!" Um, and it was just groundbreaking to have an Iron Man match main event WrestleMania. Um, there's some fun other stuff on here. Ultimate Warrior's return was big for me as a kid, just watching that, um, and just the end result, uh, man. <clears throat> I still, uh, it still hurts to watch sometimes because, man, you you feel, you feel like the time got allotted. The time was done. So, you know, the match was over. Bret Hart won fair and square. But. Well, no, he didn't win. He just didn't lose. True, true. But, you know, uh, being a stickler, technically he won. So, uh, yeah, I was... Or just being a Bret Hart mark, yes. he technically was. Yeah, basically. Yeah, he... Um, and he Sorry, was, I had to call you Yeah, no, that. no, no. And he, he, was, he was pissed off, and then we had the Sweet Chin music, and uh, that's a great moment for Shawn Michaels, and then cascading from, you know, the, his entrance in the match. That was a big moment, too. Um, just a lot of stuff here. Um, 
a memorable WrestleMania for me. Definitely putting this up there for number eight. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't a big fan of this WrestleMania. The only thing I, uh, and you might be surprised at this, but um, at 12 years old, I didn't have the attention span for a one hour match. Mm. Um, I just didn't. Um, and like I said, 96 is probably the year when my viewing habits um, started to change. I became a little bit more sophisticated to the, to, to the product, um, just on a larger scale with, when it comes to wrestling. Right. Excuse me. Um, but uh, I wasn't, you know, I, I wanted to see Sean win because uh, Sean was my guy. I did like Brett. Um, so I was a little excited at the prospects of the match, but at the same time, like, it's people regard it as like people have said that this is the greatest match oh, no. of all time no. or the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. I thought the hour concept in 1996 just didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like there were some good moments in the match, but there were moments where like it was very boring. And I was just like, I, I just didn't really take to it. Like it just, it doesn't resonate with me. I've had arguments with buddies of mine who are huge Bret Hart fans that have said, you're crazy. That's like the greatest, that's Bret's greatest match. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And, and for, for them to, to, for them to think that I feel like this is not a good match. They're like, it's like baffling to them. You know? Um, the one thing I did like about this show was the story with Piper and Goldust, how it was like the oh. common thread throughout the course of this show yes. with the Hollywood backlot brawl Good that like point. started in the beginning and then culminated back at the arena. Like that stuff was cool. Yes. That stuff was awesome. And the backlot uh, brawl every- was like, that was a hard hitting match. He got hit by a fucking car. That was pretty oh, cool. I love that match. Yeah. Piper, like clean, like a clean punch right to the face. Uh, you know, closed fist on the gold dust. Like you could feel it. Like it. Like still to this day, when I when I watched that recently, and he clocked him, you you just like you kind of jump back a little because it like it, the the impact of the the sound that it made when his fist hit his skull. It was like, oh my goodness! Like you couldn't help but just you know react the way you did or the way I did, I should say. Yeah. But uh... yeah. So that's my WrestleMania uh, number eight. WrestleMania twelve. So what? What's right. your eight on your list? My number eight um, is WrestleMania 22 in 2006. Okay. Um, this WrestleMania was um, there were some injuries. Guys had suffered some injuries uh, a few months prior. Eddie Guerrero had passed away. Batista, who was a big star for SmackDown, um, suffered an injury and he was going to be out. And so there was um, there was some there was a lot of moving parts that they needed to figure out and construct in order for them to uh, to, to to get to WrestleMania. And I didn't have a whole lot of ho- high hopes for this WrestleMania. Mm. Um, I was also disappointed that Edge won the title and then lost it so quickly. I was kind of hoping he was going to be a part of the championship picture at this WrestleMania. Um, you know, Shawn Michaels. I you know I was used to seeing Shawn in a five star match. With someone um, like a, like Kurt Angle from the year prior, and he is wrestling Vince, and um, I wasn't a hundred percent into it. The storyline with the two of them, but it wasn't bad stuff. It was just like a, I guess it was a rehash of Austin and McMahon, but you know Michael's filling the role for Austin, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So um, you know Undertaker and Mark Henry, like I just didn't have any any have any investment in that whatsoever. The world title match um, going into that wasn't too wasn't too bad, but um, you know 
the reason why this makes my top 10 is because I had low expectations for it, and this show delivered. They, like, over-delivered for me when I watched it. I ordered it on pay-per-view, and I had a great time watching it. I had a couple of friends over, and, you know, from... The, the Money in the Bank ladder match with RVD winning. The hardcore match with Edge and Mick Foley with that scene where he spears him through the flaming table. The, 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 the no-holds-barred match with um, Michaels and Vince. That really delivered. You know, oh, there's great. one part of that match where, where Vince, like, eats this chair shot to the head. And it makes this, like, the acoustics in that building just make this, like, echoing noise that, like, just, like comes through your television screen i was like oh my god like he's got to be dead yeah like that's how hard he hit him <laughs> um you know the, the world title match kurt angle defending and losing the title with mysterio winning even though it was short it was still a very fun match mickey james beating trish in the crowd in chicago you know getting behind that the, and that was the other thing too the crowd in chicago was on fire oh, man yeah. it just it made you feel like they were that you were there watching it um, and then they really played a big role in the Triple H John Cena match, and this was the first time that like the audience was really, really against WWE pushing John Cena as this white meat babyface, and it made for just this awesome presentation as a fan. That like, like I said, there's not there's some stuff on that card that like I I could care less for. I could have done without the pillow fight. I could have done without Boogeyman and Booker T. Yeah. I could have done without even the tag team title match in the beginning with Big Show and Kane against Carlito and Masters. But there's a lot of fun stuff on this. Even JBL and Benoit was a oh, good that match was for the U.S. title. Oh, yeah. um, but overall, this WrestleMania to me makes it into my top ten because low expectations going into it, and overall they really delivered. They over delivered. Okay, cool. I can dig it. I um, twelve matches on this card, and only four of them went over ten minutes. So uh, just shows you they were packing a lot in, like WrestleMania wise. But you know they delivered. Um, this was like kind of the dark days because I graduated high school in two thousand five and kind of stopped watching wrestling and I got back into it around 2008. I've mentioned this before, but my next door neighbor would always have WrestleMania parties. So I went over and watched this WrestleMania and was thoroughly impressed with everything, but I still never really kept up with the product as much as I wanted to at the time. Um, but yeah, they, they delivered, uh, this was a great WrestleMania to watch with a lot of people. Everybody was really, Ooh, ah, ah. And the, uh, Shawn Michaels and, Vince McMahon, you know, yeah, just fun stuff with that. Uh, Edge and Mick Foley had a great match there. Um, yeah, like you said, well-deserved for eight. Yeah, very cool, very cool, yeah. Um, I I think, too, when you mentioned, you know, when you said that they, like, they crammed a lot in in 2006 with 12 matches, I think they were trying to make up for the fact that they were were, were suffering some setbacks with, with, like, some injuries. Like I said, Batista playing a big role um, you know, uh, for the SmackDown brand, I, f I feel like they tried to make up for, you know, his loss and obviously the passing of Eddie Guerrero because, uh, you know, the rumor was that that WrestleMania, the the Raw versus SmackDown, like, you know, dream match was going to be Guerrero versus Shawn Michaels. Mm. Like, that was the rumor. Mm. And it based off of the Shawn Michaels-Kurt Angle classic they had the year prior. So I think they were trying to make up for what they weren't able to deliver and provide due to, you know, unfortunate circumstances. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, 
number seven for me, um, kind of in the same vein as where I didn't have much interest in too much of it, but uh, it <laughs> it overdelivered after watching it. WrestleMania 31 is my number seven. Yes. Um, this is awesome because, you know, Big Show wins the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Daniel Bryan wins a ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. The headbutts at the end to Dolph Ziggler. Just, oh, man, nasty stuff. Cool, cool match, though. Definitely delivered. The Randy Orton and Seth Rollins match. What a fucking amazing singles match. Um, just the way Randy Orton did, uh, bounced off the curb stomp and then delivered that RKO out of, out of nowhere. And then the match that really surprised me, Triple H against Sting, going 20 minutes um, nearly and having the callbacks of DX and uh, NWO. That was a lot of fun there. The entrances were done very well. Um you know, and then we had the women's stuff with the Paige and AJ Lee, um, which I had almost forgotten about how much a big player AJ Lee was in women's wrestling. Um, and man, uh, definitely miss her participation. But uh, yeah, and then we have John Cena defeating Rusev uh, to become the U.S. champion. Undertaker and Bray Wyatt wasn't a bad match. Undertaker had been in a match with Brock Lesnar the year prior, uh, you know, losing his streak. And this was the revival of The Undertaker. And, and it, it actually was a fun, hard-hitting, fast-paced match. Um, and then the main event, Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar. And then that surprise cash-in from Seth Rollins, who had lost later or earlier in the night. Man, what a moment to see that live with friends. We were all like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, and it, it, it was it's definitely one of those moments that deserves to be replayed over and over again. Um, so my number seven is WrestleMania 31. Also, the moment with The Rock and Ronda Rousey and Stephanie and Triple H was a great moment there. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve my comments for later because this 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 show makes it on my top ten okay. countdown. So I'll give you my thoughts later when uh, when when we get into you know where this lands on my top ten. But coming in at my number seven was the second WrestleMania I ever attended, WrestleMania 24 from the Citrus Bowl in Orlando in 2008. Um, this. Uh, I'm a big, you, you know me, I'm a big mark for outdoor wrestling events. I think the presentation of, of, of uh, you know, wrestling in, in an outdoor setting makes, makes it that much better. It gives it this, like, very worldly sporting, major sporting event-like feel to the pro presentation in wrestling. So, um, being as that this was in the Citrus Bowl, um, you know, which was at the time a, a run-down stadium that wasn't even being used... Um, the way that they, they dressed it up with their production with the palm trees and they built that set that just looked like this like big tower and the, the color scheme. It, to me, like being there live watching it was I was just I was just enamored with like how they were able to dress up that stadium because it was a shithole. Yeah. Like before before they even got in there and what they were able to do, they made it look like a presentable, you know, uh, arena i guess you could say um the card 
was a lot of fun. It really was. Um, one of my favorites to go back and watch, not just cause, because I was there, but it was a really fun show. Um, you had a, a battle royal in the dark match to determine who was going to face the ECW champion later in the evening. Mm-hmm. Kane won that. Um, then with the main card opened up with JBL beating Finley in a Belfast brawl. That was a lot of fun. Reminded me a lot of the old uh, hardcore matches with the 24-7 yes. rule. Um, that just the, the the unpredictable atmosphere of that. Even though I didn't really care for the payoff of the illegitimate, you know, Hornswoggle being the illegitimate child storyline, mm-hmm. um, the match I wouldn't say made up for it, but you know, it, it wasn't bad between JBL and Finley. Um, moving on, the second match, the Money in the Bank ladder match, CM Punk winning. Uh, that was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you know, crowd was really into it. Batista then defeating Umaga. That wasn't really anything special, but it was still fun. Um, as the as the, the 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 day became night, as you know, the sun was setting um, on this WrestleMania, so to speak. Uh, it continued with um, there was the, uh, the 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 girls match. Um, actually, no, no it was what, Batista and Umaga. This? Yeah, Batista and Umaga. But then after that came Kane um, and Chavo. Oh, yes, you are right. Yes, Kane and Chavo, that was very quick to the point. Um, just kind of had to get that out and there. And then we got the um, retirement match. Yes, this was the match that, like, so so basically it was Ric Flair weekend all weekend. He was going into the Hall of mm-hmm. Fame. This was probably going to be his last match. Um, yeah, it definitely so was. Going up against, go, yeah, going up against Shawn Michaels, um, it was, you know, Shawn being one of my favorites, uh, I, I got into the match. It was a lot of fun. And then even though Shawn Michaels, you know, delivered that super kick and ended Ric Flair's career, um, watching Ric Flair walk up the ramp and seeing him say goodbye and give him a standing ovation, uh, that was the first time I cried at a wrestling event, wow. um, like like live mm-hmm. watching it. Um, because I grew up watching Ric right. Flair. You know, I, I mean, he wasn't one of my favorites, but, you know, he was a big part of my childhood growing up. Yeah. And so seeing him, you know, this would be his final match. And the moment, you know, especially the, the, the when they replayed the the finish, when Michaels did the I'm sorry and I love you, and then he delivered the super kick, I was like, man, like, just tug on my heartstrings some more. Um, girl I was dating at the time didn't really understand why I was crying and why a lot of other people were crying. Um, she was kind of glad that Flair lost because um, she thought it was un- she thought it was unacceptable at his age to be wrestling, um, especially without a shirt on. <laughs> so um, th- there's a reason why she's not my girlfriend anymore. Yeah. Um, nice, nice girl. Don't get me wrong; she's married and got you know a couple of kids, but um, you know it just didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, um, the the Bunny Mania match. Here's an interesting story about that match. It was uh, Melina and Beth Phoenix against Ashley um, and Maria. Ashley and and Maria, um, I so here so I, I told you earlier the stadium was run down and um, it was um, it was not being it was not being used so the stadium had to hire independent food vendors and uh, you know um, concessions to 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 be up and running for for you know the event and um, they brought in an independent beer vendor and. Um, you know, this was this was when I was like young and really heavy into drinking at the time. I uh, I was ordering uh, two Miller Lite Tall Boys, uh, the twenty four ounce in the cans each match. So I was getting up after each match and I was going to get beer. <laughs> um, and there was nine matches on the card, so fig- you know, do yeah. the math. And uh, um, I got up dur- right before the Bunny Mania match started, and I waited in this long line. And 
I'm waiting in the line and all of a sudden the power goes out. And I'm just thinking like, oh, it's some old rundown stadium or whatever. Like I didn't know the power went out during the match. So I missed that match and I came back and it was the beginning of John Cena's entrance with the um, the, the marching band <laughs> from uh, C- Central Florida College. Mm-hmm. So that was cool to see that. Um, and then uh, that match was a lot of fun. And then we moved on to Mayweather and um, and Big Show, uh, which I liked the build up towards it. I thought it was cool. And Mayweather was one of those guys that really fit in well within the realm of pro wrestling with the the entertainment aspect and even his mic skills. And he was easily hateable, so he played a good heel. Um, little interesting note: when you go back and you watch that event, they they the they have like money falling out of the sky. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not real money. The year before Donald Trump did it and it was real money and I got a twenty dollar oh, bill wow. at, at, at WrestleMania twenty three. <laughs> yeah, my brother got a five, I got a twenty, and then someone in the same row got like a hundred. Like he threw real money out in Detroit uh, in two thousand and seven. I was at that one as well. But um, to talk about this one here, Mayweather didn't throw out real money. He threw out fake money, and they were million-dollar bills with his face on it. Uh, so I believe my brother still has one of those. Um, but, yeah, I didn't keep one because I didn't find it to be um, you know, something worth keeping. But the match was fun. It was entertaining, um, and it was somewhat believable. You know, with the size of the big show was and Mayweather being small and they had all kinds of, you know, um, gaga and hijinks from the outside. And then we get to the main event, Edge and Undertaker, which was a lot mm-hmm. of fun and probably um, a very underrated match that doesn't get enough credit um, for main eventing WrestleMania. But it was uh, overall, the reason why this makes my top 10 is because it was, I just had a lot of fun watching that WrestleMania in person. And there were some really good matches. I know I kind of went no, off on that uh, tangent there. But I'm yeah. glad you did because this was my number six. So, yes. Really? Um, okay. So, yeah. You, your number seven, my number six, WrestleMania 24. This grossed $23.8 million in revenue. Um, this is one of the highest grossing WrestleManias at the time, if ever. Um, and it just changed the landscape of WWE throughout the future moving forward this would be uh one of the first ones in hd i believe um it is the first one in hd yes you are correct and then we, you know from there we get all the pageantry the setup of wrestlemania this kind of is exactly what they wanted to do for wrestlemania for years and years and years and they finally achieved it this is the epitome of uh them getting it done and doing it correctly, and as we'll go in my list, uh, as we get h- higher up in the numbers, um, reaching to number one, you'll see why uh, I kind of bring that up as far as like the formula that, that they have. Um, do you do you know that um, the original mayor from Orlando, um, he because so WrestleMania twenty three in Detroit was like a huge economically for the city at that time um when it was right around the time that the you know the economy Mm -hmm. collapsed um you know wrestlemania economically was a huge benefit for the city of detroit and the mayor of orlando noticed that and recognized that and he actually was the first representation of a city that put a bid in for wrestlemania um, which what we see currently today, we see cities putting in bids to, to host WrestleMania. Um, I believe his name was Buddy Dyer. 
Um, the 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 mayor of Orlando mm-hmm. he brought a team of of people and they pulled out this big presentation in Stanford and they even brought like um, uh, information and statistics on the weather patterns of of uh, Orlando during that time of year uh, and showing WWE why it would be beneficial for. Orlando to host a WrestleMania, and that's how Orlando got the bid for that that's year. That's crazy. And then, and then eventually, um, the guy who runs their, um, I think he's like he's one of the more higher ranking officials. He's like executive vice president of like sporting live events or something for WWE. John Sabor. He was the he was the he was the the the, the top dog in the city of Orlando for like the Central F- Florida sports um, and. Uh, entertainment association when it came to like preparing and planning events wwe hired him after their visit in orlando and he's been with the company ever since wow um helping plan helping plan these wrestlemanias because he was also a big part in the um the bid and and the presentation that the city of orlando brought to wwe and wwe recognized that and said this is how it should be done this is the way that cities should try to to get our services to come to WrestleMania, and he's been very influential and instrumental in the process of getting WrestleMania in certain cities over the years after after that WrestleMania. Yeah, they so. definitely um, they they struck a chord. They you know they found their rhythm, and they've definitely been doing it since then. This is like when I got back into wrestling again. Um, I remember this WrestleMania coming up because casual people were interested in watching Ric Flair's last match or the undertaker against edge uh, or Or Mayweather. Mayweather. Um, So there was a lot of talk. So I was like, shit, I'm going to have to check this out. So I went over the old neighbor's house and, uh, and then from there on, I was back in it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So this is one that definitely um, stuck with me after that. And I love the, I love how this one of the stories, the Randy Orton defeating John Cena and Triple H in that triple threat match, Triple H kicks out Randy Orton's leg. Triple H hits the pedigree on John Cena. He covers him. Randy Orton comes in, punts Triple H's head out of the way. One, two, three, Randy Orton retains his title. But the next year would continue to feud with Triple H, and then they would have a culminating match at the following WrestleMania. I love stuff like that. Yeah, they, they, they've done a good job in some regards with some stories, not all stories, but some of their stories with the continuity and how they you know play off of prior altercations that certain characters have had um, when developing the present story. So, um, yeah, the, the Orton-Triple H rivalry, you know, continuing on from WrestleMania 24 to WrestleMania 25. The match was the shits at 25, but the build-up to it was fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'll leave it at that. So Um, that was my number six, 24. What's your number six? My number six is the last WrestleMania I attended, and that's WrestleMania 30 from New Orleans in 2014. Um, This was a fun show. This was probably my favorite WrestleMania I've attended. Mm -hmm. I would say maybe my second favorite. Well, one of my, it's it's in the top two of my one of my favorite WrestleManias I've ever attended. Um, the atmosphere in Orlando, in New Orleans. I'd never been to the city before, so it was a lot of fun being a part of that. Um, 
and just the the story of you know Daniel Bryan's march to WrestleMania. I kind of, I covered it on Kicking Out at Two recently with my buddy Donnie. We did a watch party of the two matches that Daniel Bryan participated in. Um, you know the even though he really wasn't supposed to be in that position, um, a lot you know several different circumstances led to him being a main focal point of this WrestleMania, and I loved it. I thought it was great. I you couldn't help but not get behind his character at that time, um, because he was such a he was such a likable person to 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 just about anybody. Mm-hmm. He 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 was recognizable and likable to all demographics whether it was male, female, children, people, you know, older, younger. Um his story was just so relatable to people that I think that's why he had such a a growing popularity heading into this WrestleMania. Um you know, being there to witness that, the story with, you know, him and, you know, Triple H um, to me, in my opinion, the greatest WrestleMania entrance I ever witnessed in person, aside from an Undertaker entrance, was the entrance of Triple H, mm. um, where he came on that throne and he pulled the crown up over his head and they had the camera like right real tight and close, yeah. you know, close up of his face. Charlotte, um, Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks were part of that entrance before they made their, their debuts on the main roster, uh, a year later. Um, the, uh. The, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal was fun to watch with Cesaro lifting Big Show up over and winning it. That got a huge pop. Um, the stuff with Cena and Bray Wyatt was good stuff. Um, you know, the, like I said, the story with Daniel Bryan, the main event culminating. He, he, it was a predictable story. They couldn't fuck this up, in my opinion. They really couldn't fuck this up. Because if they didn't give him the title, I really feel like people were going to we're going to really lash out and I wouldn't say riot, but get close to it. Like borderline. Um, the girls match was nothing to write home about the six man tag with the shield against the new age outlaws and Kane. That wasn't really anything special. Um, but to me, the big, the, the big major moments of this event that really resonate with me was, um, Brock Lesnar ending undertaker streak. Mm-hmm. And I just remember feeling like I'm in the largest room that's the that's the that's the quietest largest room I've ever been in, uh, with seventy five thousand people because you could hear a pin drop when he when he won. Uh, we all looked at each other like, wait a minute, that wasn't supposed to happen. I think the ref accidentally counted to three, and then the graphic came up on the screen, and you were like, damn, this is for real. Mm-hmm. Like he really did just end this streak. It's like, no, I didn't think for a second Brock Lesnar was winning that match, not for a mm-hmm. second, and. It really got some people to the point where there was this one guy. He was probably in his twenties. He dressed up like Daniel Bryan. He was in the he was in the same row as us, a few seats down, and he was so mad. He's like, "Fuck this! I don't even care about the main event. I'm leaving." Oh, and he stormed off and he left and he never came back. <clears throat> wow. And then there was a girl behind me that said, "She goes, she goes. If they had Undertaker lose, they better make sure Daniel Bryan wins the belt. Otherwise, this is the worst WrestleMania ever." Yeah. And I was like, "What?" And, and lo and behold, Daniel Bryan would eventually win. The big celebration would come. Um, the confetti. It, it was oh loud as God, hell in that, that stadium. That crowd was, was so hot. Was, they were so hot for it. Like, they were ready for it. But for me, my favorite moment of this whole event 
is when they opened the show with Hogan, Rock, that and was Austin. Awesome. And they had that, like, beer bash. Like, to me, I got goosebumps thinking about it. And I don't normally say that because I hate that cliche, but, man, I got goosebumps thinking about it right yeah. now. It was, like, it was it was so awesome to be a part of. Number one, I'm a huge Hulkamaniac, so seeing him return to host that WrestleMania was a ton of fun. Number two, I've never seen Hulk Hogan at a WrestleMania before. Out of all the WrestleManias I've been to, he'd never been a part of those. He was a part of this one, so that was a lot of fun. And then just the surprise of Austin and The Rock uh, interrupting him and having their moment and in many ways kind of passing the WrestleMania torch to the current roster at that time. Oh, yeah. Even it, though Hogan it, tried to happens. stay around in the ring to get that, uh, you know, get that more crowd reaction at the end he he lingered in the yeah. ring i watched that no. last night <laughs> but it was just a it was just a ton of so fun, fun man it was just so fun to be a part of that moment and i was like i was like this is the coolest fucking thing i've ever been a part of like this is the coolest moment i've been i sat in a crowd and watched live yeah. like cooler than anything i'd ever gone to live that was so cool to see like a major part of my childhood all converging at WrestleMania. You know, Hogan and Rock had their WrestleMania moments, and Rock and Austin had their WrestleMania moments with each other. But, you know, to see Hogan and Austin face-to-face and not having that major marquee WrestleMania match that had been dreamed about for years, just to see the two of them in the same ring, it was like, holy shit, this is so mm-hmm. cool. Like, And to me, that's what makes this WrestleMania in my top ten because the amount of fun I had at this show and just overall the show being very good. Like, it was a good WrestleMania, and that's why... Why I put it in the top 10. Okay. Uh, I have never been to a WrestleMania, but this WrestleMania 30 is your number six. It's higher up on my card, and I'll, I'll give a reason for that, um, just because it was so fun, like you say, all the way through and through. The entire show was so much fun. Um, and I, I can't imagine being there and seeing that. Even WrestleMania 24, the one that we just covered, your number seven, my number six, uh, the crowd reaction after that Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair match, there's a girl crying, and you can see her mouth. I will never forget this moment. Um, yeah, it's just it's moments like that that they create and make magic, and that's why they're so high up on our list in the top ten. Um, so nice number six there, Dave. Thank you very much. All right, we are in our top five for both of us. Number five for me, WrestleMania twenty six. Um, <clears throat> now, Ooh, okay, a lot of people sleep on this one, but uh, I enjoyed. Triple H and Sheamus. I enjoyed Rey Mysterio and CM Punk. I enjoyed Bret Hart getting his revenge on Mr. McMahon, even though he couldn't move that well. I was a big proprietor of Chris Jericho as the champion and this heel run that he was on at the time. He was had a lot of steam behind him. He defeats Edge for the World Heavyweight Championship, retaining that title. Um, you know, a rare time that the heel retains. Um, that's one reason there. And then John Cena and Batista. Man, that blew me away just watching that. Um, that was one that, you know, people were trying to shit on a lot. And uh, it just, it stole the show, I think. It was a great match. Um, and then the match of the night, the one that everybody came to see, it was The Undertaker's streak against the career of Shawn Michaels. And uh, Undertaker would beat Shawn Michaels. This was their second meeting. Um, and a lot of people... Say they like this match better than their first one. Um, we'll see as as my list goes on. Um, I liked this one a lot for the story of the career. 
and the back and forth. I'm uh, not sure if I liked it as much as the original pairing um, the year prior, um, just because of so much story going into it. This one kind of felt like, well, we're going to do a rematch, so let's stand and point at the sign, Jack. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, the story going in with Bret Hart and Mr. McMahon, there was a lot of shit going on there, but it was fun nonetheless. CM Punk was on his straight edge society kick and getting that steam behind him. And um, yeah, just a lot of fun throughout this card. A lot of people don't. Uh, or it's, it's overlooked, I will say the least. So uh, I enjoyed this one. Plus I, this is when I was getting back into wrestling again. So I had a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, faith in their product at this time. So number five for me, WrestleMania 26. Yeah. Um, you're right. This WrestleMania does get sleeped on. Um, I, I, I like this WrestleMania, um, I, I do agree with you. Cena and Batista was the match of the mm-hmm. night. As good as Shawn and Undertaker was, and don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not discrediting um, that match. Um, I'm I personally enjoy the one from the year prior, yep. and we'll get into that later. But um, the overall feel of this show just had this like very big feel to it, like this the, the energy and the vibe. Um, like you said, CM Punk and Mysterio had a, a good little rivalry. The Brett Vince stuff was good. Um, you know, it made sense that Brett just beat the shit out of Vince mm-hmm. the whole time. You know what I mean? It just made sense. You weren't going to get the Bret Hart of old. You were going to get the Bret Hart of now. Um, so it just made sense that he he was able to um, put a beating on Vince, and that was cool because Brett was in that Brett was in that Bruno San Martino territory at the time, where like you, oh, he's never coming mm-hmm. back. You know. Mm-hmm. And he did, and it was kind of cool to see it culminate at WrestleMania. Um, the uh, the Edge and Chris Jericho stuff was good. The shock of Jack Swagger winning the Money in the Bank ladder yep. match, that was fun. Randy um, Orton beating over, Ted DiBiase. Randy Orton winning. Yeah, um, you know, it was it was just a fun show overall. It really was. And like you said, it gets sleeped on. You know what I love about it? I love the, um, and and this is just like the, the little things about me when it comes to my wrestling viewing habits. I love the presentation, like the look being in that stadium. Um, you know, the roof was open from time to time from what my brother told me. Um, the roof would open and close periodically from time to time throughout the course of the show. Um, I don't know if it was on some kind of timer or whatever the case is, but, um, you know, the daylight part of it was pretty cool. The lighting and how it was presented and the color scheme as well, being in the desert, the red and like the gold and the, the, the orange of the, the, the Arizona mm-hmm. type colors yep. incorporate into WrestleMania. I thought was a pretty cool looking presentation. I was not at this WrestleMania. Two of my brothers were, um, my brother, Justin, um, recounts the, um, the 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 send off that they gave Shawn Michaels and there's a picture I believe on his Facebook of um, him and my brother Daryl taking a picture as they were leaving WrestleMania and Justin you could see him visibly crying <laughs> because Shawn was one of his one of his guys like yeah. like I am with Hogan and Savage he's a Shawn and Brett guy Brett more of his guy than than Shawn but 
he loves watching Sean too, and to see that and that story that was told, it it, it got the best of him emotionally. So, um, yeah, this is definitely a WrestleMania. A lot of people sleep on, but there's a lot of good stuff on this. Definitely, show. definitely. And uh, just talking about like being at a WrestleMania, man, I've wanted WrestleMania to come to Maryland for forever. We have FedEx Field here where the Redskins play. That holds eighty-two thousand. So, uh, and that's an outdoor venue open. Uh, that would be really nice if somebody could bid on that for me, please. <laughs> yeah, we'll get right on that. <laughs> All right. My number five was WrestleMania 26. What's your number five, Dave? My number five was your number seven, WrestleMania 31. Okay. Um, it, like you said, it, expectations low, but they over-delivered. Um, a lot of different reasons as to why I put this in the top five. I thought overall, top to bottom, this show from a wrestling standpoint was awesome. Bell to bell. The outdoor atmosphere being in the daytime, yeah. like it really had that Super Bowl feel to it, where you watch a Super Bowl that takes place on the West Coast, and on the East Coast here, it starts at 6 or 7 o'clock, but on the West Coast, it starts at 3 or 4 o'clock, so the majority of that show is taking place in the daytime, and then as you get to the, the, the latter portion of that game, it starts to become night, and that's what it kind of felt like with this WrestleMania, is that the majority of it took place during the daytime, but then Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar was like the fourth quarter, when yep. like the sun was set and the lights were on bright like it just had this like so there's such a cool vibe to it that um you know going down the list the ladder match was awesome even the pre-show matches you had the battle royal was fun but that four-way tag match with new day um the 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 what's the the matadors the the colognes yeah they were in it um Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, and then the Usos. Like, that was a fun match, too, to open things up. The The ladder match was great with Daniel Bryan winning. Orton and Rollins with that spot at the end with that midair RKO. Um, to me, though, Sting and Triple H, like, they over-delivered. I had no expectations for this match. I was like, oh, well, Sting's going to win, and he'll get his revenge on Triple H, and that'll be the end of it. And those NWO and DX cameos, like, the DX cameo was cool, but, man, I jumped out of my... I was in bed watching it. My wife was asleep, um, and I was in bed watching it, and I jumped out. She was, she got mad because I woke her yeah. up. She's like, what's going on? And I'm like, it's the fucking NWO. That's what's going on. And this was on. one that was kind of like, late, was, too, right? It felt like that? the WrestleMania was just like, I don't know. I felt like it was long or late, but I, I was having such a good time, like having WrestleMania all day, basically. Yeah, it was it it did run like it barely got to it it barely beat 4 okay. hours. Like it was like so it started at 7. I remember like they were down to like a minute left like and that was one of the reasons why Rollins had to like run up the ramp cuz they were short on time and do the spot at the end where he raised the belt and the fireworks. Um but yeah, that moment was great as well. Like the the story of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns even though the audience wasn't reacting to Roman Reigns the way they would have liked. Um, I thought Roman Reigns took a really good ass kicking. Oh, yeah. And they told a good story with him and Brock. That's my favorite match between Hell the two yeah. of them. And the entrance um, where he does that. That's a beautiful entrance from Roman Reigns where he does the Superman oh, punch yes. and they just pan and circle him. Holy well, what shit. I love the production is top notch. Yeah, the production was top notch on that. But you know what I loved about it too? And I don't think they meant to do this. Um, 
But I loved how Roman Reigns' entrance was very similar to like MMA and pro boxers where they have real cops coming mm. out and, and escorting him. Like They knew that that crowd was going to be volatile towards him, but they still went with that shield entrance in the stadium. And they had like real San Jose cops like escorting him to mm-hmm. the ring. It felt like I was watching like a heavyweight championship boxing fight like back in the day when Mike Tyson would come out and Vegas cops would be swarming him as he made his way to the ring. Like that's what I felt with Reigns oh, yeah. too. Um it was just such a it was just such a, a, a from the beginning of that entrance all the way to the end, the story that was told, the beating he was taking. Um I wasn't at this WrestleMania, but there was a, you know, a, a, my brother was and a few friends of mine were and they were telling me um, going back and recounting this, that um, you know, even though the audience wasn't behind Reigns, they were slowly starting to respect him more by the way he was taking that beating from Brock, yeah. you know, um, and so they were. It was it was a sight to see watching it on pay per view um, or on the WWE Network, I should say. When I went back and watched it um, live at that time, it was just overall like a, it was just a fun show. Cena Rusev was cool with the tank and the entrance. Um, the Rock and Ronda Rousey doing that spot with the authority was a lot of fun. Uh, didn't really see that coming. Um, I will say though, um, Undertaker Wyatt was not a bad match, but I was a little disappointed in Undertaker's appearance when he returned. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's why. So the year prior, um, he's, uh, he loses and the streak's over and Brock Lesnar beats him and then he kind of like rides off into the sunset and um, you didn't see or hear from Undertaker for a whole year and he wasn't on TV once during the buildup with this Bray Wyatt match and then he comes back and Undertaker looked like someone smothered him with a pillow and threw cold water on his face to wake him up from a nap (laughs) Like, I just, I didn't, I expected something a little more dark and evil. I'm like, we've seen this Undertaker. Like, why don't we have a, like, why can't he return with a different look? I don't know. I just felt like, like, you've been gone for so long. People were wondering, you know, what you, what you would look like after suffering such a devastating loss to Brock Lesnar the year prior. You know, what your mindset would be. Age caught up to him. Uh, That time out of the ring just kind of just. Boom, it caught up to him, and uh, we'll get into it as we go up my list. Um, just, man, yeah, the age, just once no, he right. got it out did. of the ring, it, it just, it, boom, it caught up to him. I think what also kind of hurt The Undertaker's um, presentation at that WrestleMania was the fact that, um, and even Bray Wyatt's to a certain extent was, you know, they rely so heavily on, like, the dark and the lighting for their entrances. And Undertaker came out and they did the gong and you couldn't put any light. You couldn't turn the lights down dust. because it was yeah. still daylight when that match was going on. Yeah. So it was. it didn't really add too much to the Undertaker presentation and the mystique. That no, I think they so, were trying to time uh, it. Overall, were, man, top to... Sorry, I'm sorry. I think they were trying to time it for the sunset, though. Um for it to be that match to where the sun... Yeah, I think they were, yeah. too, yeah. But, uh, go on, I'm sorry. Yeah, because it wasn't going to main right. event. No, it certainly, no, you're right. It certainly wasn't going to... It, they, they were timing it, and it certainly wasn't going to main event. But just overall, man, I could watch that whole show over and over again. It was just a very fun show. And like I said, 
didn't have high expectations for anything, but man, it over delivered. And there's just so many great moments from yeah. this show that that's why it makes my top five WrestleManias of all well time. Well deserved. My number seven, your number five, WrestleMania 31. Okay, now my number four, WrestleMania 25. Now, a lot of people don't like this, but I do. Um, <laughs> and the reason being is because of the stories. Like I said, uh, WrestleMania 10 was cool because that was 10 years. Um, there was a chapter there, and this was the 25th anniversary of uh, WrestleMania. And we had this match that had built for a year, and it was like, it was like Stone Cold-esque with Randy Orton going into this. Because the fans were so behind him as a heel and uh, feuding with the McMahons and Triple H and Stephanie and uh, punting Vince McMahon in the head. That was a big moment. Uh, I remember casual fans getting back into it just because they were like, damn, Vince McMahon got kicked in the head that hard. And everybody replayed that over and over again going into this. And then we get um, the Colognes. You know, winning their match. CM Punk winning the Money in the Bank ladder match. That's a big moment for him. Um, then we have Santina Morella, which is uh, insulting <laughs> to the women at this time, but uh, this is where we were. Last eliminating Beth Phoenix. I loved me some Beth Phoenix. Um, and then we had this epic story of Chris Jericho beating Jimmy Snuka, Ricky Steamboat, and... Roddy Piper with Ric Flair in their corner and the inclusion of Mickey Rourke. Um, man, there's just a lot of great storytelling here. And like I said, I was a big proprietor of that and big fan of Jericho's heel run during this time. And I was all over this. I loved this. Um, this was great. And then another one that people don't really like, but I kind of like this match, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy Extreme Rules match. The way he finished Jeff Hardy off with that, uh, <clears throat> with that twist of fate through the chair, God, God, that was ugly and beautiful at the same time. It was, it was, it was awesome. Then we get the quickest Intercontinental Championship match, Rey Mysterio just coming in, bouncing, and uh, beating JBL, and that's his last match. Uh, as he retires, but that was a cool little fun moment for Rey Mysterio to finally be the Intercontinental Championship. Intercontinental Champion. Then we get the first meeting of Undertaker and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. This has been their first meeting since the guys had maybe wrestled at Bad Blood, you know? Um, the first official singles match between the two of them was uh, Royal Rumble, 98. Yeah. Yeah, match. and then they would have the yeah. bad blood. I'm saying this is this is the first time since bad blood, correct? No, it's the first time since Royal Rumble <coughs> okay, '98. Yes. Bad blood was okay. Before, yes, yes. Uh, sorry, Rumble '98. Yes. So yeah, this it, oh, it, okay. a long time, nearly ten years, um, and just a phenomenal match, man. I just love the ending with Shawn Michaels going for that moonsault and getting caught into the tombstone pile driver. What a beautiful transition. What a beautiful match. 30 minutes. Then we have John Cena beating Big Show and Edge. Uh, a lot of people don't like this. I love the fact that he picked up Big Show and Edge at the same time, stacked on top of each other. John Cena is just an incredible athlete. And, uh, you know, 
killed it for the killed it for the kids there. He 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 you know the big hero came away with the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Um, you know your face winning at WrestleMania, and then this is where it kind of gets sticky because I love the story going into this, and we talked about this before. This match between Triple H and Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Randy Orton should have won this one. Uh, being a heel winning on the 25th anniversary would have been cool, but Triple H won, and uh, we got a slow plotting match that, whew, man, just uh, could have delivered a lot more. Not the, not the greatest meeting between Triple H and Randy Orton at all, but um, Triple H comes out ahead here, 25 minutes. I put this one up there because of the production, because of those matches on the undercard that I spoke of, the stories going into it with Chris Jericho and the Legends, as well as Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, John Cena vanquishing two heels uh, to be the champion, and then the story going in with uh, the McMahons and Randy Orton and Triple H. Um. This almost made my top okay. 10, I'm not okay. going to lie, uh, for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned. Um, you know, the fact that there's some great matches on the undercard, the production, um, but at the same time, um, it didn't have as much, the, over, the show overall didn't have as much of an impact for me as a fan, and that's why it didn't make the top 10. Um, in the grand scheme of things, that Money in the Bank was good. Um, wasn't a great Money in the Bank ladder match, but it was still fun. I like the Jericho stuff with Steamboat only. I could have really cared less for his involvement with uh, Snooker and Piper. Um, the the build-up to it was good. Mm-hmm. It was really good stuff. Um, and involving Mickey Rourke and trying to capitalize off the popularity of his role um, in that movie, The Wrestler. Uh, I thought that stuff was fun, too. Um, but... Um, you know, here's a little interesting story. Jericho told this once, I believe, on a podcast, um, one of his podcasts. They originally pitched him Greg the Hammer Valentine yeah. to be the third man in that match. And he was like, uh, no disrespect to Greg, but um, I don't think I could have a good match with him. Um, you know, uh, how about Steamboat? And they put and they put Steamboat in that role, and it was surprising. It was he was surprisingly good um, because we hadn't seen Steamboat wrestle in you know fifteen years at that mm-hmm. point. So um, yeah, it was definitely a lot of it was, it was there was a there was a lot of good build up in that rivalry that um, eventually um, led to the the one on three handicap match. Um, some good stuff, not some great stuff. I like the Extreme Rules match with, with both Hardys. I love the finish at the end where he missed the leapfrog and he turned it into the twist of fate with the chair. JBL Mysterio, it was what it was. Um, I'll just go on the record. The, 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 oh, I skipped the Battle Royal. Why? Because I didn't like the Battle <laughs> Royal. It sucked. End of discussion. Um, the, uh, I'll just, uh, full disclosure, I've said this. Ever since that match took place, Shawn Michaels Undertaker from WrestleMania 25, not only the greatest WrestleMania match in history, but the greatest wrestling match in history, in my opinion. The story was told so beautifully. Mm -hmm. Um, The commentary, the crowd, the the roller coaster, the ups and downs, the blueprint of a near-perfect match was what took place with those two. It was just unbelievable, and like I, when I do these WrestleMania marathons, getting ready for WrestleMania, I make sure, I make sure I watch you, that. Match you pan out your thirty because, minutes for that match, huh? Yeah, yeah, because I didn't go to this one. This is another Mania I missed, but my brother went to this one, and 
during that match, I texted him. I was like, oh, my God, this is the match. Of yeah, the year. I got chills. And he was like, and he was like, he, he wrote back. He was like, I'm standing on my chair. I can't even hear myself think right now. That's how loud it is in here. Incredible. And, and it was he, in yeah, Texas, too. Telling me, uh, you know, the hometown yeah, guys, this was a, a um, match that had been fantasy booked for forever. If you think about the dirt sheet internet days, early days around this time, 2009 well, or early, everybody was like Shawn Michaels and Undertaker one more time in Texas and then the Undertaker will retire or something, you know, like that everybody was wanting this for so long. Yeah. It was coming. It was coming off that that Royal Rumble uh, where they were the last the Undertaker two. one, where he eliminated Michaels, and they had that like they were the last two, and it was like that eleven minute like sequence. It. Um, it was almost like a mini match in the Royal Rumble, just with the two of them, and that was a great ending. I think that's what really kind of got people um, getting the wheels turning to see this match again, but at, at a WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, just overall, like I love, 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 love. Love that match. My favorite of all time. Agreed. Um, honestly, uh, I'll, 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 be per- I'll be perfectly honest with you. Um, you know, when, when, when my number is called, and I'm knocking on wood here, but when my number is called and I got to go up to the big house, um, if I'm coherent enough, I want my wife or whoever's looking after me to, uh, to put that match on one last time before I, before I uh, enter my before I make my entrance to the pearly gates of, uh, of heaven. There you go. And you can arrive like Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I can come down from the, from the heavens to heaven. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. Um, this, as I'm, as I'm booking my entrance into heaven. Yeah. But this, just it, unbelievable. WrestleMania. Can't say enough yeah. good about it. WrestleMania 25, and number th- four for me because of that match and a lot of the other things that I mentioned, but most notably because of that match, Dave. The main event sucked, and you know I'll put a, a period to the end of this sentence. But um, everything was great about that card, and that main event sucked. Um, the buildup was amazing with Hunter and and, and Orton. The intensity, um, as big of a Randy Orton fan as I was, I wanted to see him get his ass kicked uh, because of what he was doing to the McMahons and Triple H, and just the the. the but they were put in a bad spot. They had to follow Sean and Undertaker, yeah. and then even before that, you had Cena, Edge, and Big Show. They had to follow that, but they did a pretty good job. And apparently, Triple that. H. Like, I felt alleg- like it was a solid match for what they had to yeah, follow. Yeah, allegedly, Triple H said that he didn't want to go on last. Um, I, 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 I uh, that's 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 bullshit. I'm gonna give you a little. I'm gonna give you a little inside you sh- scoop. That's okay. bullshit. Right now, I'm calling bullshit on that. I can give you a. I can give you an inside story okay. on that. Go ahead. Um, full dis- full disclosure. I'm I I I've had a friendship with um, Shane Hurricane Helms for over a decade. Um, not super tight, but we're buddies. We you know speak every mm-hmm. once in a while, or if we see each other at an event. Um, he currently works for WWE right, right now. Um, I saw him a couple of years ago when I was visiting my brother in North Carolina. Uh, we, we, we ended up getting together and hanging out for a little bit. Um, but a number of years ago, a number of years ago, um, we were talking about the Sean Undertaker mm-hmm. match. Uh, him and I were actually at a mutual friend's wedding together. And um, we were talking wrestling. And he had in the conversation, he had mentioned that um, that match should have gone on last that should have been that should have been the one that closed the right. show. Um, he goes, but of course, Sean's boy had to play a part in that. 
And I said, oh, do tell. And he tells me that Hunter really lobbied for um, for the match to go on last, for his match to Ugh. go on last because it was for the title and it was an important match with Orton. Now, not disagreeing with him, you know, I, I, I could understand that, yeah. sen- that sentiment and totally agree with it. But here's where I call bullshit on this, okay? Um, if you watch the true story of WrestleMania. That's what I'm referring to, um, yes. D- the 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 DVD, um, Hunter makes an argument that him and Jericho um, had a disagreement regarding their main event match at WrestleMania 18, That's and whether that should have gone on yes. last or, or Hogan and Rock. And Hunter, in that same sentence, says. Hogan and Rock should have gone yes, on last. that's what I was referring to. I'm sorry, I got it mixed up, but yes, go on. But no, it, it goes back to saying that, like, well, that's total bullshit on, uh, uh, when it comes right. to him. Um, and, and the statement that, you know, the, the main event's got to go on last, you know, the title match got to go on last for the main event. But meanwhile, you know, several years prior, he's making a, he's claiming to have made a case that Hogan and Rock should have gone on last in 2002. That's where I draw, that's where my bullshit alarm goes off. And it's like, no, dude, you kind of said it. So, um, but yeah, I, I remember telling that story to Shane. He was like, he said that before. I was like, yeah, go watch the, and this before there was WWE network. I was like, yeah, you can go watch that DVD or go find on YouTube. It's on there. He said, you know, and he was just like, oh, okay. And then I remember not too long after that, he saw it. I must've found it on YouTube and he was just like, he was like, damn, dude, you were right. Didn't realize he said all that. He goes, he goes, what a fucking liar. <laughs> and, and that was the end of the text. But, um, but yeah, the match that the match with him and Orton should have not gone no. on last, um, despite the fact that it was such a personal rivalry. They they didn't help. They didn't do themselves any favor when they made the stipulation that if Hunter got disqualified, he'd lose the title. So therefore, you're pigeonholing him any kind of. Uh, um, storytelling in that in that aspect when it comes to uh, you know the the story they're trying to tell with him and Orton, you know what I mean? Like you you're, you're really you're really limiting what they're able to do. Um, but yeah, overall didn't make my top ten, but it was very close based on a lot of what you were what you described as to why it made your top cool. ten. Yeah, uh, number four for me, WrestleMania twenty five. What's your number four, Dave? My number four is one of my favorite WrestleManias of all time. Another one that I make sure I watch from cover to cover, and that's WrestleMania 19 in 2003. Um, I love this show. Once again, little things about me. You're going to find a little strange or what makes me tick, but I love the fact that this took place in a baseball mm-hmm. stadium. I love the fact that, like, cosmetically, the way it looked, um, the entry ramp was a little bit different. It was coming from, like, the outfield, and you had the just the, the overall presentation going from day to night because, um, you know, you're out in the West Coast in Seattle, um, and... The matches itself, I mean, top to bottom, every match on the card delivered. Um, you know, the, the the Cruiserweight title match. It was three minutes, but it was an awesome mm-hmm. three minutes between Mysterio and Matt Hardy. Um, the Undertaker retaining his streak. Even, yeah, you know, in a handicap match against, you know, A-Train and Big Show. And that he was, was supposed to have a tag team partner entrance. at that time. So this would have killed the streak. Nathan strength. Jones. Yeah, Nathan Jones was supposed to be his tag team partner um, in this match. And they removed him from the situation. They, they they had him taken out by the FBI on Sunday Night Heat. And then uh, 
he made an appearance in the finish helping Undertaker mm-hmm. win, um, which, you know, if he was officially out of the match, then Undertaker would have or should have been disqualified. But um, when Undertaker got the pinfall victory, the ring announcer announced that Undertaker was the winner. So Nathan Jones wasn't even officially a part no. of the match. He just um, came in and did a spinning back kick, and that was it. Yeah. Um I could have done without all that Miller Lite catfight girl stuff, but I mean, I'm not gonna, be, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a freaking Nazi and a sadist the and twins. say that they aren't hot looking girls. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on, like they're they're good looking chicks, but like I could have done without all that shit. You know, it's like, you know, when they were debating over who created WrestleMania, you know, it's like Mr. McMahon, Hulk Hogan, Mr. McMahon, Hulk Hogan, let's get it on in bed, no, in the ring. Like it's like shut the fuck up, like for real, like. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna put this on yeah. WrestleMania. I was like, all right, fine. So I could I could have done without this, but um, the triple threat tag match, the Guerreros against uh, Rhino and Benoit and Team Angle, that was fun. Um, very fast paced. It was a short match, but it was still a fun, fast paced match. The girls triple threat, Trish Stratus winning the title over Victoria and Jazz, that was a mm-hmm. lot of fun too. Um, and then this is where like the, we get down to like the nitty gritty of of this show. Um, the second half of the show really kicked into high gear. Triple H, or no, Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho. Uh, being a big Shawn Michaels guy, seeing him return at WrestleMania in a match with Chris Jericho, a guy who idolized Shawn Michaels. The story was great. The buildup was great. The match was awesome. Um, I love the spot at the end when Jericho kind of gave him the low blow. We thought they were going to kiss and mm-hmm. make up, but, you know, Jericho turned and, and gave us something else. That was awesome. Triple H and Booker T., People say it didn't necessarily delivered. I enjoyed the story. I didn't have a problem with it. The commentary during this match is fucking awesome. JR and the King are like classic, you know, odd couple here going back and forth with with the commentary. If you got you go yeah. back and watch this cuz it's it's just some awesome entertaining stuff. Uh, you know, Jerry Lawler saying and he go Jerry Lawler delivered a line something about uh he goes. Uh, he goes. I heard Booker T went to the mall the other day, and he tried to pay for his his uh, his items and cigarettes, uh. and <laughs> referring to his his stint mm-hmm. in prison. And um, you know, at one point, Jr. during the uh, dur- during the during the commentary, um, Lawler said something about Flair helping Booker T back in the ring when Flair. Uh, rammed his knee into the front steps and uh Lola was like he's helping him out in the ring and JR was like that logic went out in 82 he's helping him out in the ring like <laughs> JR was just so like he would snap back at Lawler and Lawler would keep bringing up the fact that like they're filming WrestleMania the right. movie and he, JR was like I'm so sick and tired of hearing him say WrestleMania the movie WrestleMania the movie what the hell are you talking about WrestleMania the movie like it was just the commentary in this match was just off the page like it was mm-hmm. hilarious but it made for it made for really good uh you know the animosity between the two of them and it really helped tell the story with booker and triple h um hogan and vince what can i say man i didn't have any high expectations for this match given their age given the limited ability but the story i grew up on hogan you know hogan was the 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 number one foot soldier for Vince McMahon when he was starting this whole thing and the way the story was told with Piper's involvement and the surprise and then the appearance with Shane McMahon at the end the the visual with Vince bleeding and peering over the ring apron awesome stuff I love this match um, and if and me in my opinion I'll just go on the record saying Hogan should have retired after this match. 
that's the way they should have kind of ended his and bookended his career, at least with WWE, because um, you know it all comes full circle. He starts with Vince, then he ends by beating mm-hmm. Vince. Like I felt like it just would have told a nice story. Um, Rock and Austin. Great stuff between the two of them. Not as good as their first two, but it was still acceptable and on par with what they were able to um, able to put out. Not knowing at the time, watching it live, that Austin had had some health issues going on, and this would be his last match. But it was great stuff. And then the main event. The main event was fun, but the main event I was cringing at on, on a number of occasions because, you know, Brock was Brock was really bouncing Kurt around in there, and Kurt was suffering from some neck issues. He was going to take some time off, um, but a great, great match between these two, the, the shooting stars, you know, shooting star press at the end, scary spot. Yeah. Um, really, you know, knocked, you know, knocked the wind out of Brock and, uh, but they managed to finish and it just made for a great WrestleMania. Like I love this WrestleMania. One of my favorites that I make sure I watch from beginning to end when I do these marathons. Agreed, and I, I think it it deserved a high cred as you gave it. It was definitely nearing my uh, top ten. It was in my top fifteen. Definitely one that I went back and thought about. I watched this one live again over at the neighbors, and I just remember that. The match with Hulk and McMahon, man, we love that because it was just facial expressions and Hogan getting, you know, his uh, his heat back, brother. And uh, the Shawn Michaels and Jericho match, that was an epic in-ring match. Um, Austin and Rock, like you spoke of, we had seen that before, but man, this one was, there was a little something else there with this one. Yeah. Um, and then that Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle match was great and us going ooh as he does the shooting star press oh, man yeah. that looked so we thought he we thought he broke his neck um i didn't know if he was going to be able to walk after that but dude he powered through it and uh they kind of switched up the end a little bit and uh Brock Lesnar was the next big thing i was all for it um this is definitely a m- memorable wrestlemania wrestlemania 19 your number 4 Okay, uh, moving on. We got the last three for both of us. Top three, baby. And my number three is WrestleMania 30. Now, you covered this because this was your number six. And you went over it in pretty great detail. And that's why it's up there that high for me. Because I love the story throughout the whole entire show. Um. And even the watching the Undertaker and Brock Lesnar match, like I did last night, it wasn't a terrible match. Um, there were you could tell like Undertaker was just old. Uh, I mean, or, or the he couldn't keep up anymore is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. a, a thing that I definitely noted is he didn't sweat during this match. That's not good. That'll tell you the type of health or the condition that he was in during this match. If you're not Well, he got knocked he got knocked yeah. loopy and Brock had to carry yeah. that whole match. Well, if you're yeah, if you're not sweating, there's something wrong. Um yeah, he yeah. didn't sweat until the very end when he was walking up the ramp. Just note that there and he looked beat red. Uh and I I I, I think he was sent to the hospital after this, correct? Yeah, um there's actually a um 
a, uh, a, a documentary on uh, WWE Network. It was the first uh, of their 24 series, and they covered WrestleMania 30. And there's one point in that documentary, they, they highlight this match, and they highlight Undertaker walking up the ramp. He goes through the curtain, and then they fade to black, and then they show Vince um, standing in Gorilla saying, like, we need some help here, and apparently he collapsed in Gorilla. And this was the first time that... Um, that uh, uh, you know, Vince McMahon left WrestleMania early and um, didn't stay to, to, to produce the, the finish of the show because he went to the hospital with Undertaker. Wow. Um, so I remember um, I remember that being there that day, and then the next day um, we we walked to the arena, and when we walked to the arena, we walked by WWE's hotel, and there was this big commotion, and. Um, uh, Undertaker and his wife were coming out of a um, like a like a, a shuttle for the hospital, mm-hmm. like a van, and they were going into the hotel. Um, so I remember seeing that, uh, like you know, just a few feet away from me. There was a good mob of people around, but um, you could see even him walking up the steps, like into the hotel, and all the cameras and people surrounding him and security and everything. Like you could tell he wasn't yeah. well. Um, and that, that, that match really took a toll on him and his health was not the best at that time. And, and for that year, heading into the following year's WrestleMania, his, his future in the ring was oh, in yeah. doubt because of what took place and, during that and match. And people so. were, like you said, it was, the air was sucked out of the building. People will never forget that. The reactions they kept going to the fans, it was, uh, it's pretty amazing stuff there. Um, and we also, you know, we have... That story of Daniel Bryan, just, man, <clears throat> it wasn't what they planned, but damn, did they deliver on it. And I loved Batista at this time. I was a big fan of him coming back and being in that role. Um, and he, 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 he delivered. He delivered. And, yeah. and the no, fans kind of shit on him. And now he's a big star. Fuck the fans. And if he comes back and they <laughs> they go for him, fuck, I mean, yeah, fuck the fans, man. And this is the big one for um, Bray Wyatt here. This was like, this could have yep. been, man, I get the story like the hero wins at WrestleMania. That's John Cena vanquishing Bray Wyatt. But man, you could have done a lot with this dude. Um, oh, and yeah, this was absolutely. the first WrestleMania that was. Um, simulcast on pay-per-view and the wwe network so this is this deserves a number three position for me because this is the best wrestlemania that they've done of the new era digital age wwe global expansion universe era this is my favorite wrestlemania from the new era so that deserves my number three spot that's my number three wrestlemania 30 very cool. Very cool. Coming in at my number three, uh, WrestleMania 14 okay. from 1998. Um, this was the this was the reintroduction and the rebranding of the WWF at that time with Stone Cold Steve Austin leading the charge, and you had all the 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 cast of characters that really helped um, build that Attitude Era um, heading into early 1998 at that time you know main event being austin and michaels with mike tyson as the referee or as the outside enforcer michaels uh future in doubt because of back injuries we knew austin was going to be the one to kind of you know ascend to the throne 
following this match, and um, you know it was an exciting moment. Match wasn't the greatest, but it was what it was considering Michael's ability uh, with the back injury. The Undertaker and Kane story that was a lot of fun. I love the dumpster match with the New Age Outlaws against Cactus Jack and uh, Chainsaw Charlie. That was a ton of fun. Um, you know the, the the attitude that the Attitude Era brought was like on full display here. It was like, like I said, a coming out party for the WWF yeah. at the time. And um, you know, one of the this to me was like the launching point for you know basically the WWF WWE just kind of being the number one brand in wrestling and in sports mm-hmm. entertainment. Um, you know, monetarily speaking, uh, you know, because WCW just seemed to they couldn't you know catch up with them after this, you know, with Mike Tyson's involvement um, and, and, and all the, the, the cast of characters at this time that were really making, you know, WWF destination television, water cooler talk, this show really did it. Um, and it's just a fun show yeah. to watch, you know, overall, like a great, each match on the card had importance and meaning and they, they managed to get everyone on the, on the roster at that time on the card. They had a battle Royal, um, just a lot of fun, uh, really a lot of fun. And I remember as a kid um, ordering this on pay-per-view, had a friend of mine come over and we were excited from the moment it started to the moment it ended. And we were just like, oh man, yeah, it's over. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, you know, like that's how I felt. Like, you, that, And that's when you know it's a good show when you're like, man, that's it. We got to tune in tomorrow. We got to order the next pay-per-view. Like... You know, like you want, like you want more. You know, they left you wanting more, and it was just a, it was just an awesome, awesome show all around. That's why it makes my top three awesome. here. For Ryan. yeah, I actually, um, this is to to note. Uh, it's like they started to get that well-oiled machine really running here. Like you said, they they were branding like they they were branding everything this was the debut of the scratch logo this was like uh, the launching pad like you said we had mike tyson involved as well it was just very cool um it it, this kind of goes entail that wrestlemania 14 is your number three my number two is wrestlemania 17 um Big, and I think WrestleMania 17 and 14 kind of go hand in hand. Like you said, this was the launching pad. I think 17 is when they nailed it. Um, they were trying to go for it here, and they really nailed it on WrestleMania 17. Um, we had, you know, the the collision of Austin and The Rock one more time, um, which was a great, you know, promo package building into it with the song and the uh, the just the visuals that they had the they they killed it on this this was amazing um you have matches like Jericho defeating William Regal William Regal which opened up the card which actually wasn't bad you know kept a good pace going then we have Taz and the APA defeating Right to Censor uh Kane defeating Raven and Big Show in that hardcore match I love that little driving around you know that element of the hardcore stuff then we get a good little technical st- uh, match with Eddie Guerrero and Test. Um, uh, another good match from Test that uh, a lot of people don't speak of, but I like this one. Then we get that amazing wrestling technical match between Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. Um, then we have China winning the WWF Women's Championship, uh, defeating Ivory. So, yeah. Then we have Sean, uh, Shane McMahon and Mr. McMahon going at it. 
this was awesome here because it's, you know, father and son feuding. Um, and just uh, the story going into that, Mick Foley being the special guest referee, Shane McMahon doing that huge dive, Linda McMahon coming out of the wheelchair. Uh, and then we get the first tables, ladders, and chairs match at WrestleMania, WWF Tag Team Championships. Uh, Edge and Christian beat the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys. What an amazing, uh, groundbreaking match at WrestleMania. Uh, that's why I'm putting this up there because of these firsts for WrestleMania. Um, having this being like in the depths of the Attitude Era when there's chaos, there's like nine championships going around, you know? <laughs> um, just a lot of stories yeah. to tell. And then we get that gimmick Battle Royal, which was cool to see all the legends come back. Um, from past WrestleManias. Um, it was like, you know, Iron Sheik had to win because he couldn't go over the top rope, but it was cool to see all the uh, legends there. And then we get that nice, uh, nice match between Undertaker and Triple H. This was their first meeting at WrestleMania. This was Biker Undertaker. Um, and I actually like this one a lot. Um, I like the going for the last ride, Triple H hitting the sledgehammer on him, uh, stuff like that. Like it, it was a very, very well-constructed match. A lot of false finishes made you think that, uh, Undertaker was going to get beat. And, uh, no, he come out, he came out the victory. And then we have that awesome match between Stone Cold and Rock. I think this is the best one that they did. Went nearly 30 minutes. Um, just an incredible match. Um, top to bottom. Uh, I, I I love this this show all around. It was great. the The production was well done. Everything was done, perfect. Yeah, it was. Um, I'll be honest with you. This, um, you know what? Let me let me okay. hold off. Let me hold off on talking about this um, because I have a feeling where we're going, where your number one's going, and where my number two and my number one are. I have a feeling where this is going to go with it with the countdown. So let me reserve. Let me reserve my thoughts for um, for WrestleMania 17 in just a moment and give you my my number two, uh, and that's WrestleMania okay. three, which I I kind of have a feeling where we're going here with this. But um, WrestleMania three, I watched it in a closed circuit movie theater with my father. We put we bought tickets for four dollars each, and I was crawling under my skin as a young man at four years old. I wasn't even a young man; I was a, I was a toddler uh, to see Hulk Hogan get his revenge on Andre the Giant. Mm. Um, it felt like I was there in this movie theater with the lights down, and you're watching on this movie screen with hundreds of other people in this theater. It was truly something to see, um, and it it ranks high up there personally because my father wasn't that big of a wrestling fan growing up. Uh, he watched a little bit here and there, and he had kind of fallen out of it uh, when I became a fan. And he, for someone who's not a fan. He still talks about, to this day, the Steamboat Savage match and how awesome that was with the near falls and this show, you know, being in, in, a, in, a, in a huge dome, um, a lot of great rivalries coming to an end or some are even beginning, uh, you know, Jake the Snake and Honky Tonk Man, Roddy Piper's retirement match, um, Steamboat and Savage, Hogan and Andre. There was a lot to chew on here. This was the best of the best of 1987, and this show put the WWF on the map, in my opinion. Um, if it wasn't for Hogan and Andre, I don't think we would be having this discussion, to be perfectly honest mm. with you. Um, 
but it was it was truly it, it made wrestle it, it made WrestleMania not just feel like a special event anymore, but like it it, it transcended that. It made it even it feel even yeah. bigger um, than just being a special event because of the sheer um, mass of humanity that they managed to cram into that dome. Um, the ninety-three thousand one hundred and seventy-three. So. Um, yeah, that's where I stand when it comes to WrestleMania three. It makes my number two. And why don't you give us your number okay. one? Well, <clears throat> it's it's interesting that number two, your number two is WrestleMania three, because this kind of goes with my reasoning for um, my number one being WrestleMania six. Um, I, I feel like WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. I was wrong. Sorry, it's a spin. Really a spin wrong. here. Well, I'll give you a little. Holy I'll give you a cow. little reasoning. Um, okay. WrestleMania wow. three, it, like you said, they they hit they hit it on the head. They nailed it with everything that they were trying to do, but they did it even better at WrestleMania six. They were back in Toronto. They were in Toronto, a bigger venue, just kind of like the Pavilion, not in that fucking New Jersey shithole. Um, so, so wrestle. If you're looking at series of movies, WrestleMania one, two, three, four, five, six. I think WrestleMania six and seven are the end of the Hogan story, um, in a way. But this is it's such a great story because they have the carts coming down just like WrestleMania three. We have a, a shit ton of matches on the card, um, but it's so fun and it flies by. Um, and and then you get this great meeting of the, passing the torch of the time. Um, uh, the first time ever Intercontinental Champion and WWF Champion Title for Title. Uh, the Ultimate Challenge. This was something big, man. Um, and it just stuck with me as a kid. And I could watch this over and over and over again. Rick Martel beats Coco Beware in three minutes. Demolition, defeat the Colossal Connection. This would be the last time that we would see Andre kind of wrestling, more or less. Um, and he didn't really wrestle for all that it's cracked up to you know say. But uh, Earthquake beats Hercules. We get the introduction of that. Then Brutus beats Mr. Perfect, which wasn't that fun, but he cuts the genius's hair, so I had a great time as a kid. Then we get that infamous... Roddy Piper and Bad News Brown match. That's a double count out where Roddy Piper came out half black. But this was like, uh, it was great. Just, you know, the the mouths going back and, you know, the brawling there, the story there. And then the Hart Foundation defeat the Bolsheviks really quick, just uh, solidifying themselves as the next big tag team in the division. Barbarian defeating Tito Santana. Tito Santana's got to make that appearance. Um, Dusty and... Sapphire and Miss Elizabeth defeating Queen Cherry and Randy Savage. This is the first mixed intergender tag match. Uh, this is another reason why it's up on there because it's an intergender match, rare at the time, especially for 90. Um, and it, it, though it wasn't the greatest thing to deliver, it was cool for me as a kid. Just this continued the story of the separation of Randy Savage and Elizabeth, which would later be culminated the next year. Um, then we have the Orient Express defeating the Rockers. That's a, a fun match with, you know, the Rockers, you know, getting in there, doing their thing. Mike 
Shawn Michaels making a great uh, WrestleMania appearance, even deep in the card being buried. And then Jim Duggan defeating Dino. That's that's fun stuff. Uh, DiBiase defeating Roberts by countout wasn't the greatest thing, and the crowd was doing the wave at this point, and uh, they were all they were like, "Oh, the crowd's doing the wave. They love this." No, they were shitting on that match. Um, <laughs> then you get Big Boss Man defeating Akeem. If you look at the paper here, look at the matches on paper. They sound great. I mean, they're they're all like you know, within five to seven minutes. But the one that stood out, you know, Rick Rude defeating Jimmy Snuka, but the one that stood out is just the main event, Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan, possibly Warrior's second best match. (laughs) I like the one with him and Macho Man, like he spoke of on WrestleMania 7, but this match just, it delivered. Um, And as a kid, it was the biggest moment for me. Because uh, I couldn't, I had a hard time choosing between Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. But ultimately, I chose the Ultimate Warrior, and then he won, and I was really pressed, and then he disappeared, and then my wrestling dreams were kind of, yeah, shattered. And I had to find other stars and people to latch on to. Because uh, after this, you know, Hogan was kind of hit or miss. WrestleMania 7 and 8, he would make those appearances, but it wasn't like. It was. This was the last re- WrestleMania in the series uh, for me. WrestleMania six. This is the one. This is why it's my top one. I love this match. I, I just for all the reasons I mentioned. It, a lot of history there. Um, yeah, my number one is WrestleMania six. You know, I'll be honest with you, you really threw me for a loop because I thought my number two with WrestleMania three was going to be your number <laughs> one. Um, um, I did not like this WrestleMania. Okay. Um, I did not like this WrestleMania because my hero Hulk Hogan lost to the Ultimate Warrior. And I felt like, you know, that as a young kid at that time, at seven years old, I thought that the Ultimate Warrior, you know, that Hulk Hogan was leaving, that he was done. Yep. You know, there wasn't really any kind of like... Um, I mean, it, well, they didn't give him a send-off, but the impression I got was that, like, all right, you know, the, the Warriors, the new guy in town, and, you know, no more Hulk Hogan. That's the impression I got, at least. And um, when I go back and, and think about this WrestleMania, this is a one-match show for me, because Hogan and Warriors is a great match. It's probably the match of the night, but everything else in this card, I just wasn't, I didn't really, I, I, I didn't get into. Um so that's why I don't like this WrestleMania, and I'm actually kind of surprised this made your WrestleMania. But you make, you know, your WrestleMania top ten, I should say. But you make some great points, so I can't, I can't argue, you know, because that's your opinion. My number one was your number two. My number one is WrestleMania 17. Awesome. This is the, this is the celeb- The reason why this makes number one is because everything on this card mm-hmm. was great. This was this was the All Star Game, the the celebration of the war ending, and Vince McMahon and his troops coming out on top. Um, this was awesome, bell to bell. Every match there was there's meaning in every match. Um, there was just it was. It, I mean, I can't describe how good it was. I love the fact that they returned to the stadium format with this with this WrestleMania. Um, it made for a very cool looking visual. Um, yeah, everything about this show, it was just. It was a lot of fun. Um, there's always something good about each match. Um, 
that that makes this card that special. And like I said, this was just a celebration of all the best from the Attitude Era that survived this war, that helped fight this war against WCW on display at WrestleMania um, with the, 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 the McMahon family issues. Austin and Rock, they're great stuff. Benoit Angle, Undertaker, Triple H, TLC, the gimmick battle royal. Yep. I mean, you know, the list goes on and on. All the great stuff that was on this card. This, to me, is like the, the, the best of the best when it comes to WrestleMania. Um, it's the, probably the greatest variety show um, in all of WrestleMania history. Gave you a little bit of everything. And that's why this makes my number one uh, for for top ten WrestleManias of very all time. Very cool, very cool, man. Yeah, I... I... Like I said, I knew I would throw you off with that, but I just WrestleMania six, it just sticks with me. It's just one of those things. I can't deny it. So, uh, yeah, WrestleMania 17, though, I think that being my number two and that being your number one, I think we can agree that that is one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time, if not the best. Very cool. Very cool. Now, let's do a little bit of math here. You gave your list. I gave my list before we close things out. Um, you and I have one two three four five five wrestlemanias on the same yep. list here so that would be wrestlemanias 17 30 31 24 mm-hmm. and wrestlemania 10 and wrestlemania 10. i think we can say those so. are the top five wrestlemanias of all time possibly yeah so we'll Easily. just leave yeah. we'll just leave uh, the fans with that uh check out wrestlemania 17 WrestleMania 30, WrestleMania 31, WrestleMania 24, and WrestleMania 10, you will not be disappointed. Um, yes, that's for yeah. sure. Um, if there's any others on this, on both of our lists that would make the overall Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network top 10, um, what would they be? If you can pick five more. <clears throat> I'd go number seven. WrestleMania 7 with you. I'm there. And WrestleMania 3 after okay. talking about that. Okay. Uh, I'll throw them back up. What about you? Um, 3 for sure. 19. And I'd probably throw 25 okay. in there as well. Um, based on you know how you described it and your thoughts and feelings on it. But um, yeah, man, this has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. I... I, I I really enjoyed going back down memory lane with all the WrestleManias and interesting to hear why your picks made it where they did and where mine did. Interesting to see the similarities that we had in, you know, viewing WrestleMania. So this has been this has been pretty cool and a great way to really roll out the red carpet for the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network here for WrestleMania. Yeah, it was weekend. really cool and I love how like the part of the reason why I started doing this podcast is because it, it touches people in different ways. It affects people in different ways. Um, like you said, being there changes your perspective, uh, changes your opinion, changes the feel of it, the nostalgia that you have connected with that event or memory. Um, this is mm-hmm. I, I love just chopping it up with wrestling fans about that stuff. Um, um, very, yeah. very too, interesting man. stuff, and I hope... We got plenty more episodes like this in the future for Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. I can't wait. Uh, We'll have more list episodes uh, if you dig them. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. I'm I'm definitely down for more more lists and compiling our favorites and not-so-favorites in the very Yeah, so we will have this list for you in the... uh, 
in the comments on our Facebook page uh, for the link of this episode. And I hope everybody enjoys WrestleMania. Dave, you excited for WrestleMania coming up? Yeah, always am. I mean, it's a fun show. Um, hopeful, I'm just hoping that it's not as long as they've been in years past, yeah. I will say. Um, considering that they're going to be outside in the cold, uh, you know, because early April it could still be pretty chilly, you know, in, in New Jersey, that I, I, I'm hoping they take that into account because if that show drags, you know, five, six, almost seven hours like it has been the last few years, man, it's not going to be... It, it, you'll, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot of people leaving towards the end of the show before the main event even yeah. starts. You know what I mean? Um, that's a risk that they have with the main event that they might go with. So, uh, yeah. Stay tuned. We'll see. It might be an all-day event. It might not be. But uh, I'm guaranteed it'll be about five hours or more. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, everybody, check in with us next week. More Marking Out the Days as well as tomorrow's episode coverage of NXT TakeOver and a little bit of chopping it up before WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah up. so um, like on Facebook, at Retromania with a W. Write to us at RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com. Follow along with us on Twitter at RetromaniaPOD. And uh, as always, kicking out at two, where can we find Dave? Facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two. Um, currently right now we have the uh, WrestleMania weekend memory shows up and available um, over at the Facebook page as well as our Twitter handles at kicking out two K I C K N O U T and the number two. For those of you that are at WrestleMania and listening to this or watching at home, hit that download button and uh, join me as we go back down memory lane, discussing some of my favorite memories of attending WrestleManias in years past. I've gone to six, um, my brother Justin and Daryl, I believe they've gone to like 11 or 12 of them. So um, we have some great discussions regarding our memories of WrestleMania weekend. So hit that download button and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get you set for WrestleMania coming up this weekend. Yeah, plenty of uh, plenty of content for your ears um, and your eyes as far as wrestling goes this weekend. Uh, everybody enjoy and take care. We will catch you next time. Thank you again, Dave. Thank you.